one of the blessings of being a minister of the gospel is to be able to follow such preaching as we have heard and gaze upon a people that have just heard the gospel of their salvation and are filled with zeal to worship. You're beautiful to the hope. I share very much the feelings of the dear brother that has gone and I he'll, he'll not like this and I'll take just a minute of it, but I've known Brother Philip for a lot of years. I knew him when he was a child in Mississippi and so forth and so on. But not too long ago, we were at a meeting in Natchez, Mississippi. Um, I just had a feeling come over me as Brother Philip and I were talking and understood that he was not pastoring where he had been anymore in some time. And I asked him concerning that. He just didn't say much. And I said, Brother Philip, have you considered Bethel Church? And you'd have thought I just poured a bucket of water on him. His eyes got big. It shocked him. It utterly shocked him. He says, why'd you say that? Brother Philip, I don't know why I said that. It just came over me to say it. <laughs> he says, well, yes. Are you planning on leaving there? Not that this was, how long ago was this? Two and a half years. How many? Two and a half years. Two and a half years. Not that I know of. <laughs> Anything, no, not, nothing wrong that I know of. Have you thought about it? He says, yes, Brother Sonny, I've thought about it. But you were there. And I didn't know why anyone would meet me there. And I said, Brother Philip, if you have a desire to come, you come. Lo and behold, just a little while after that, I was diagnosed with cancer. Couldn't fill the stand for a number of months, weeks, maybe not months. And there Brother Philip was. I've got to know Brother Philip. I knew him before, but I've really gotten to know him over the past couple of years. I trust him, my friend with the most dearest thing other than my wife that I have to trust him to. And that is Bethel Church. He's dear. I talked to him just this week and asked his advice on Scripture. I love Brother Philip. I shared what Brother Philip said about the church. I got to a meeting and I, pray for me. I don't know if I'll preach. I got to a meeting one time several years ago and a preacher came up to me after services and he was mad. 
He says, let's go get a Coke. Uh, okay. We got in the car and we shut the door of that car. And he says, Brother Sonny, if they put you up to preach at this meeting, please don't do what I've heard since I've been here. And everyone get up and slap the church. Don't do it. And immediately, I was mad. <laughs> My friend, don't ever be accused of doing that. If you can't speak lovingly to the church, don't say anything. I thought of the scripture when Brother Philip mentioned that. It's in the fourth chapter of Songs of Solomon. You know, the language, I don't plan on trying to talk of this, but the language of Solomon is such that a lot of times you don't know who's speaking to whom. You don't know whether the the king speaking to the queen or the queen to the to the king, or to put it in our vernacular, you don't know if Christ is talking to the church or the church talking to Christ. It's hard to tell the difference of that. You don't have any trouble telling it in this verse. Fourth chapter, ninth verse. Thou hast ravished my heart, my sister, my spouse. Thou hast ravished my heart with one of thine eyes and with one chain of thy neck. If it does that to Christ's heart, what should it do to us? Amen. I wish I could tell you that I had this all studied out <laughs> and that I uh, kind of halfway knew where I was going. But that would not be true. I thought on it uh, night before last and uh, had about 10 minutes to go look at it. Had a little time last night after everybody left where we were staying and tried to look at it and I just, I didn't get very far. But it's right on my mind and I trust the Lord will bless it. It's in the 11th chapter of the Roman letter. And to get the context, I'll start reading at the 33rd verse, the last couple of verses of the 11th chapter of Romans. Oh, the death of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. Now, I appreciate those of you who have your Bibles and are looking at it. Notice the punctuation after that word, God. <laughs> Explanation point. Right. He's not whispering this. He's not saying this just casually. Amen. He's saying it, saying it with emotion. Right. Oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. He's not through with that explanation point. He's going to end this particular verse with it again. How unsearchable are His judgments and his ways past finding out. We get to a point when we're reading God's Word and God begins to bless that and we begin to see things that perhaps we hadn't seen in that same light before. We get to a point in our, in, in our privacy of our home or driving down the highway, wherever it might be, working, whatever it might be, 
As God begins to reveal Himself in the Scripture, it just causes me just to put a hand over my mouth and say, Oh God, my God, how unsearchable and His ways past finding out. Now keep that because I think that's the context of the verse I want to try to talk on. Which I would also say is pretty foolish to try to talk on something that's past finding out. For who hath known the mind of the Lord? Folks act like they do. You know, we oftentimes use a phrase like that. As if we understand what God was thinking. <laughs> no, friends. It's past finding out. How high is His weight? As heaven is above the earth. That's how high He is over our way. But God, in His wisdom and in His mercy from time to time, will unfurl His truth and allow us to look at things, as has been said, that angels desire to look into. And not just look at them, my friends, but feel them and understand to some degree. Paul would say, I know nothing as I ought to know. Where does that leave you and I? My friends, instead of complaining of what you don't know, give thanks unto God for what you do know. Because I am persuaded that the more we know about the truth, and especially about the doctrine of the truth, the more we'll know and understand God, my friend. Because God must work and does work in absolute harmony of who He is. Sonny, not so much, you understand. But God shows you Him by what He has done, is doing, and will yet do for His people. Amen. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, or who hath been His counselor, or who hath first given to Him and it shall be recompensed unto Him again. My friends, we don't obligate God. But let me follow that by saying this, and give me a second to explain it before you disagree with it. God is obligated. You know who He's obligated to? That's right, Himself. You know when He obligated Himself? Before world ever was. When the three-in-one Godhead, my friends, coveted together with themselves, we refer to it as the covenant of grace. You ask people if they believe in grace, oftentimes, it, it, I hope it's rare where they would say, in what? No, they, they believe in grace. But ask them if they believe in the covenant of grace. The what? What is that? My friends, they covenant together. 
And in that covenant, they each agreed, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, they each agreed to perform things and to do things that formed the covenant of grace and thereby obligated themselves unto themselves. I believe that's what the faith of God is all about, my friends. To do those things that they have covenanted to do before the world was. shaking up here. Here's the text. 36. For of Him and through Him and to Him are all things to whom be glory forever Amen. I believed an amen belonged there. So be it. Amen. For of Him, and through Him, and to Him, are all things. My mind has circled on those, and I've yet to make it through. I get to a point that I can't explain them, my friends. Amen. Gets to a point that I I, I, I just I, 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 I what I'm doing right now I just stutter. <laughs> it's beyond me. It's too high for me. It's too deep for me to plumb. Too high for me to climb. Too broad for me to see. But I'm thankful I see some of it to be able to say yes, Lord, for of Him, of Him. Can't remember exactly where it is. It's in Corinthians, so that gives me two books, whether it's either first or second. <laughs> but he asks this question, Paul asks this question. What have ye that you did not receive? Amen. And if you received it, why boast as though you have not Amen. received it? You know what he's saying? He's saying everything you... Here's one place you can say all things are a little bit broader than what you can do in the chapter Romans. Anything, my friends, that you have that is worth having, it has come by God's blessings, my friends. Even down to the very nation in which we live. Even down to the very... Uh, in my case, a wife that I have. Even down, my friends, to the decisions that we have made in life, not knowing where we were going. Yeah. Not understanding whether this is the right way or the wrong way. I'll tell you, you talk about the fear of the Lord, my friends. When you got, I know, brother, when you got to make decisions and you don't know if it's the right decision, I guess they call that faith. I tell you, it's easy to say, but it's hard to do. Amen. When you get into a position, my friend, that it doesn't any, brother Jeff, when it doesn't even just affect you, it affects uh, your family, and it doesn't even affect your family. It affects your home church. You might have been a pastor there for 20 plus years. And for some reason that you can't explain, the Lord stirs up your nest. <laughs> yeah. 
And I'm too much of a coward, my friends, not to do what I think the Lord is bidding me to do. Anything that you have that is of value, you have it because of God's grace. Well, Brother Sonny, I thought grace was for eternal things. Oh, it is. But it's not limited to that. I read in first chapter of John that He's given us grace for grace. Oftentimes, I take the little simplistic work of view that the word for means because of. He gives you timely grace, my friends, because of the eternal grace that He has for you. Of Him. I'll just touch on these because that's all I can do. If I could do more, I would. I would try to. Go to 1 Corinthians. In my book, just turn the page. (laughs) Go to to 1 Corinthians and the last... Uh, 30th verse of 1 Corinthians. Here Paul uses the term of more than once. And he says, but of Him. Who's that? That's God. That's the Father. For of Him are ye in Christ Jesus. You know what I think about when I hear the word in? I think about positional truth, my friends. Not not necessarily conditional truth, but positional truth. What does that mean? That means you're passive in it. That's what it means. That means God is active and you're passive. And I'll tell you, us being in Christ, first of all, is because of Him, God the Father. Who was it that chose us in Christ Jesus before the world began? God the Father, my friend. Who is it, my friend, that will judge us when time is no more? God the Father. Who is it that judged us upon the cross, my friends, and says we've been made accepted in the Beloved? God the Father. Who is it that determined how all of this was going to be worked out, when all of this was going to be worked out, and began work and treasure things for us, my friends, before we were there to receive them, because our federal head was there to receive them, my friends, and they were given to us in Christ Jesus before the world began. God the Father did that. Oh, my friends, we have so many things that are of Him. Anything. It all begins with God. It all ends with God. And as we sojourn in this life, my friends, and we encounter the various uh, uh, things that are common to man, uh, if God be with us, it'll be alright. Christ would tell His disciples before He went to the cross, let not your heart be troubled if you believe in what? God. <laughs> Who had priority there? If you believe in God, believe also in me. Do you know all those that believe in God don't believe that on Christ? Haven't even heard of who Christ is, my friend. What if some do not believe? That's a good question, isn't it? What if some do not believe? Shall their unbelief make void 
the faith of God? Should? My friends, about every religion other than old Baptist would say yes. Uh, they wouldn't say it out loud, my friends, but with their belief, they would say it. They would say, if you don't do and fill it out, X, Y, and Z. If, uh, but uh, the heart of that, if you don't believe God, right. then you're eternally lost. That's what they say. Don't say that's what I say. Yeah. You know what I say? I say that if God loved us, yeah. it's going to be okay. Yeah. That if God has loved us, in fact, I'll go a little bit further. If God has loved us it's going to be alright because you know what happens after that don't you if God has loved us my friends he is obligated to himself to have predestinated us unto the adoption of sons over in Ephesians but be predestinated my friends unto the image of God so forth and so on I won't go through all those of God. Of God. Of Him are you in Christ Jesus who is made. You know, I love that language. You know, when it says it's made, you know what that means? We didn't make it. When something is made, my friends, and it's unto us, in all likelihood, He's talking about positional truth there. We were made the righteousness of God in Him. Who of God is made unto us wisdom. Oh, my friends. Solomon knew where wisdom was, didn't he? He prayed unto God. God grant it. You know, we have same access. If I can say it just right, maybe even a little better access than what Solomon might have had. Because we can go to our Father, my friends, in the blood of Christ, in that we have already been made accepted. That's why we don't fear an eternal judgment, my friends. We've already been judged. Amen. And there is therefore now no condemnation to them are what? In positional, in Christ Jesus. Made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. I'm going to spend the rest of my time and this, forgive me if this is wrong, but I read many years ago of the writings of John Lee, Elder John Lee, Old Baptist preacher, 1700s. He knew a man by the name of James Madison And he persuaded James Madison concerning that when we write this Constitution, when you write this Constitution, we don't need 
a church state. We've come out of that. Rather, what we need is a division between church and state. Now, like many things that man do, they took that to the extreme. Remove this and that and what have you from, from uh, schools under that principle. Of, you know, not, not to have prayers, not to have all that. But there's a particular sermon that Brother James, or that Brother uh, Leland preached. And in the book I have, it's there. And I, I wish I could say this was my thinking. And I have thought on it often and, and kind of added some things and taken away some things. But the few times I, see, I mention on this, I, I feel bad not saying this is where I first heard this. So that's it is. Brother, Brother Leland was blessed of God. But he pointed it out this way. He took, the, he took, as it were, to hold a trial of man. And the witnesses that he began to call to this trial were the attributes of God. And this was after Adam broke God's law. Now let's get straight that there was a difference between what Eve did and what Adam did. Eve was deceived. Adam was not. How do you know that, brother son? Because the scripture says he was not deceived in the transgression. What does that mean? My friends, to view Adam in this particular way is the only scriptural way I think there is to view him. And it is to view him as a rebel. He willingly, knowingly violated God's law. So, here is the accused. Well, the first that comes to testify, my friends, is the witness of truth. And truth says this. He broke your law. And in that, the law says, the soul that sinneth shall surely die. Therefore, he must die. What is my word, truth would say, if there's no ramifications of breaking it? He broke it. There can be no other testimony more strong than that. He broke your law and your law says that he must die. Judgment speaks up and says, I stand there with truth. 
I stand right along with truth. God must be just. He cannot sweep this under the carpet. He cannot just look the other way. This might rub you a little bit wrong, but give me time. He cannot just simply forgive. Justice has to be paid. Righteousness appears and say, I stand with truth and with justice because my very nature as an attribute of God would not admit of one flaw. Much rather this rebel who knew what he was doing it wasn't even complicated. See that? Don't eat it. <laughs> you eat it, you die. Amen. I'm persuaded that Adam's IQ was off the charts, my friend. Amen. Driving down the road, you just start coming up with your own names of animals and see how far you get. <laughs> he named everything. I might call a cow a moo or something like that, but I wouldn't come up with the word cow. <laughs> How in the world do you come up with pelican or whatever? I mean, just, he named everything. He knew what the law said, and he broke it anyway. Doesn't seem to be going too good for Adam, does it? For of Him, and through Him, and to Him, are all things. You have the very holy arm of God with a sword of justice, my friend. With all the omnipotent power of God standing ready to strike Adam down and with him goes us but there's another one that speaks up and that attribute is called love and love says I cannot debate I cannot disagree what truth and justice and righteousness has said but I have an everlasting love. I have a love that's not based upon his actions. I have a love that would say neither having done any good nor evil. I have a love for him, my friends, that was cast on him before this hour. And I must plead his cause for love. Mercy begins to cry. Says, I don't know if I can claim to be an attribute or not. But I'll tell you, God is mercy. And I must speak right alongside of love. Oh God, oh Father, have mercy upon them. I could go on. 
that being the case, and all who have spoken and called before the bar of judgment has appeared, now the time for the verdict. And there was silence in heaven. And we hear one crying. I have found wisdom. Christ speaks. I will stand in his stead. Let judgment and truth and righteousness be laid upon me. For you see, I'll come to sin. And I'll be made as one of them. Sin accepted. By man came this. By man also has to come the remedy. I'll be the surety. I'll be the one that will stand in the gap. There'll be no one that will cry as you cry, as you will cry to Abraham and say, Abraham, stay thy hand. But when that time comes for me, my friends, the cry will be, execute thy judgment fully for justice and righteousness and truth has to be upheld and I'm here to do it. They could ask for no more. Love and grace and mercy says never, never, never has this been heard of. Never has this been seen. Never has this been thought on. That the loved wonder of heaven Thine own work, thine everlasting Son would come down here in the low ground of sin and sorrow, my friends, and look how he's even born. Not upon a palace, not in the throne room, my friends, but in a barn. Uh, there were no ones there uh, uh, of the world, of the kings, uh, uh, shouting his praises. But there were a few shepherds, my friends, that as they were keeping their flocks by night, uh, the furled, heavens unfurled, and angels, my friends, began to uh, uh, shout, Hosanna! And began uh, to cry, and, and uh, they said, Go to peace on earth and goodwill towards man. And they went to where he laid. And there he was, unknown to the world. There he came, and just his coming is a miracle, my friends, that I'll have to wait till I get to heaven to understand much more than what I've just told you. How the her holy uh, Son of God could be made flesh and dwelt among us. There was no form of comeliness upon him that he should be singled up. There was no halo on him. He veiled his glory, my friends. Had to. He veiled his glory. But I tell you that love and mercy 
and truth honored Christ. For of Him, through Him. And my friends, as much as we can here in this life, to Him. One of my favorite songs, Sacred Heart song, Forgive, a song that falls so low beneath the gratitude I owe. It means thy praise, however poor, but an angel's song can do no more. Angels don't know what it is to have a Redeemer. We do. We do. My friends, there comes a time in each one of our lives where we need to say so. Let the redeemed cry out. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Now let me tell you, talk is cheap. Actions are not. I remember our kids, and I've been around kids uh, in churches and so forth and so on. And they'll very quickly, when they get in trouble, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I don't, and they go right back and do the same thing again. <laughs> I got 10 minutes, I'll just tell this little story. I haven't told me anyway. My son, girls that had their tonsils out, and we told them, just, just leave those girls alone. Don't play with them. They just need to recover. They don't need to break anything loose here and start bleeding and so So just leave them alone. Well, my dad, just around Christmas time, my dad was there. He got a, a, a VHS recorder. We thought it was something good, you know. What's that? Well, I don't know. <laughs> but we were playing it after he recorded. We were watching. And lo and behold, there is my son jumping up and down on the bed where my girls are resting. I hollered his name rather loudly. I called him on the carpet, so to speak, literally. And I said, watch this. He watched it. Dad, that's not me. <laughs> How many times have we put forth that excuse? Just as silly as my son watching his own image jumping up and down on that bed to claim that's not me. My friends, it is you. And it is me. By wicked hands ye have crucified and slain. Roman soldiers has a responsibility of that. But I want you to know that of him and through him, God laid upon his son the iniquity of us all. And by his stripes we were healed. The peace 
is a result of the sufferings that he endured. Not me. You better hope it was you. Done a poor job of this. But of him, through him, to him. My friends, one day, one sweet day will render a perfect worship unto our Redeemer. Amen. But until that day comes, may you and I be found yeah. as the rocks yeah. Amen. Amen. I love you. God bless you. Amen. Amen.